Drums, please. <laughs> Love me so much, it seems like she buys. Oh, L step team stepping on shit to the spot. He brought me the money sealed up. I still had to count it, I cannot just hide. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, let's have sex in the bank. Telling her open a safe. I hate a privileged rapper who don't even know what it takes. The diamonds they hit like a rainbow. That's cause the necklace of Frank. Her, whoa, whoa. Whoa, yeah, let's have sex in the nines, do it. Breaking and bending the spines, do it, let's do it. I hate a privileged rapper that ain't had a hit since he signed, do it. Niggas be full of excuses, act like they taking their time. For real, for real. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Look at me dead in my eyes, you see all the times that I had to go slide. Too many sticks, we go to war with whoever ain't never been biased. Pussy. Too many sticks, how was that your ops and none of them died? Pussy. Hold up, two more, hold up, two more, hold up, two more. What it is, what it do, what's popping? It's your boy Marquise Q back in the building. Yo, yo, yo. What's good in the hood? It's your boy Ray Rashawn. Neighborhood, what's good? It's your boy Easy E. RIP to the OG. Back with my fellas, back in this bitch. What's good, guys? Man. Sunday. Good day to talk Amen. about music. Amen. We gave y'all Wasteland. We're still seeing the reactions from that. I think a lot of people put Wasteland. Um, I think that was a good episode coming off of. Uh, one of the best R&B albums of the year, uh, debatably. Um, we did it's only me for the first one, so <laughs> Eric, Eric did a little bit of a foreshadowing on this one. Um, <laughs> that boy was, boy was jumping out of his jaws to talk about this one. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> I just couldn't stand for the blasphemy that was taking place on live uh, recording across the sound wave. You y'all were saying y'all haven't heard uh, Drake getting his bag and just I think it was. You say it was his best verse? His best verse? Bro, I feel like Drake gave his best verse on Wasting Time, like, that we seen. Because you got to think we got, what, um, the shit, uh, Solid on the Young Thugs Project. Damn, uh, My Way with Quavo, you know, with Amigos, um, R.I.P. Takeoff. And, bro, like, I feel like out of all those features that we was getting, Wasting Time was for my personal favorite. I feel like it was the best one. But, you know, we can agree to disagree. But I feel like every time you talk anything that's not in agreement with what Eric say, he thinks it's offensive. <laughs> that's definitely not what's happening right now all I'm trying to bring to the conversation and maybe you can answer this at the end of this recording or maybe the neighborhood can but has Drake had a better verse since Wasting Time and is that verse within her loss um, I feel like he gave us some crazy oh, yeah. bars and we were at the point where the album had been out for a few weeks so I just didn't know why you weren't like referencing that in the conversation that's all that's all that was well so Eric done we pretty much talked around it, talked about it. We're not talking about <laughs> his loss. We're not talking about their loss. Ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. we present to you Her Loss by Drake and 21 Savage. Great project. Great, great project. Great project. Eric, give it a rating right now. On the spot. Do it. 
not too soon, not too soon. I mean, it's a pretty obvious answer <laughs> if you want me to say it right now. But, uh, let's dive into it a little bit. He ain't ready. Come on. He ain't Come ready. Take me out to dinner first, man. Come on. Come on. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, bro. When I woke up the next morning, when I saw, uh, when I saw, you know, after it dropped, I saw Eric on the timeline going crazy against people that was talking bad about it. I said, bro, this nigga Eric don't waste no time. It's just people were just attacking it, and it hadn't even been 24 hours. That's all it was. I was just, you know, in the fence. <laughs> I said, let it marry. That's, that's what they always do, yeah. really. My initial thoughts, I ain't going to lie. When I, my initial thoughts, I was like, just looking at the track list, like before I listened to the the actual songs, I was like, this low-key looked like a Drake album with just some 21 features. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it didn't really seem like a joint album, like. At first, I was like, maybe, you know what I'm saying? Because some of the songs, like, don't have 21 on it, right? Like, about three or four. Am I tripping? I don't know. Right. So I was like, yeah. but after listening to it, I was like, okay. It's pretty smooth. I I wasn't expecting it to be this good. I ain't going to lie to you. Like, I don't know if that's, I'm not knocking Drake. I'm not trying to get the, you know what I'm saying, the OVO heads to get on me and that, but. I low-key didn't have real big Fair. expectations for this project. I knew it was going to be decent, but I didn't know it was going to be good. That's just being honest. When I uh, when I saw that he was dropping a project, a collab project with 21, um, I really didn't expect Drake to drop again. After, honestly, never mind. I thought we were going to like, wait until 2023 to get another Drake project. And then I saw like the rollout. We just have to, let's talk about the rollout first. That was probably like one of the best rollouts I've probably seen in a minute for an album. Nah, it was different. Um... I think the first one might have been the Tiny Desk one, and I was definitely up on YouTube searching NPR Drake Tiny Desk. Definitely couldn't find it. But I was like, what is going on? The string of lies kept happening. I was disappointed. I was like, okay. But yeah, it was it was a good it was a good promo run. Bro, I feel like the thing with uh Vogue was when like uh he said, "Bitch, if you ain't even model, bitch, don't say you model if you ain't been at Vogue." And then he appeared on like Vogue with Twenty One Savage, but then Vogue like. End up suing them boys for false advertising or some shit like them, that. Them boys said they need that bread. Definitely. <laughs> Can't co-sign. Them boys said they need that bread. I think I saw where, like, they lost, like, the court case, but now he's, like, suing. So they, like, got rid of, like, all the magazines. I think they print out magazines and whatnot, like, you know, for the Vogue. And I think they, like, can't sell them no more. So, like, if you... But them shit might be worth some money later on. Like, I have, like, a Drake and Twin Whatever, like, Vogue magazine. Like, that shit... Might be worth some money, like the boys don't cry shit. The, uh, don't you got the boys don't cry? Uh, Frank Ocean on magazine here. Nah, I was at a, I was at my homeboy crib and I saw that. Um, but the difference between the boys don't cry and the Twenty One Vogue is that it was just them on the cover and it was just Vogue written all across pages of the magazine. So I don't know if they put too much stock into it, but I think that might have just been just to add into the flair of this fake promo run. Like it really was fake, but it was real. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just hard to contextualize. So do you think Vogue should have sued Drake in 21? Definitely not. <laughs> if anything, he's bringing, he's bringing attention to Vogue. Vogue should really write him a check. That's oh! Not <laughs> you think so? People wasn't like trying to actively go see Vogue from certain precincts of the area. You know what I'm saying? Like people where we're from that listen to Drake, they weren't going to go find a Vogue magazine, but once they saw Drake and 21 was on it, of course they're going to go look. That's just part of the, the flair what they got. And that's why Vogue was upset. They was like, if you would have came to us, we could have did this differently. We could have went crazy, split the profit. But that's all it is at the end of the day. 
I will say the best piece of promo <laughs> run that they had was the uh, SNL with Michael B. Jordan announcing them for the um the performance. I thought that was perfect. yeah. I agree. I also like the uh, like the colors, like um like live show that they did. I felt like that was hard, like doing privileged rappers. I would, bro. I was hoping that they were drop, gonna drop like a music video to privileged rappers, but after I saw that, I was like, I can be content with this. But you know, like anybody else, I thought it was real and it was being fake. So I do have a question for you. Oh. So um, you know, when Drake and Twenty One first came onto the scene, uh, I think it was twenty sixteen. Might have been sneaking, and, you know, to see that evolution into a project. You know, I was kind of surprised and taking my like. You wouldn't have been able to convince me that they would have dropped. You know, how many songs is this? A sixteen uh, track project together. I could see maybe uh, Scary Hours, like maybe a three or five piece, but um, they kind of delivered us a whole entire album. Mm-hmm. So I just was kind of interested to see like what were your ideas and perceptions on this kind of project and seeing it, how it came together. Like, were you guys surprised at all? Uh, did it deliver for you? Yeah, I think it. To be honest, it delivered in my opinion. Like I said earlier, I wasn't expecting this project to be as good as it was. Like, uh, Q mentioned privileged rappers earlier. I was definitely expecting it to be a, a, a probably a little bit more visuals than that, but I can appreciate that. But that's, I feel like that's one of the, one of the best tracks on the project. I feel like rapping from Drake and 21 was 10 out of 10. That's just how I feel completely. I feel like the, the beats were solid. I feel like Drake did what Drake does. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what's going on, but a nigga really just don't miss, bro. So, and to my opinion, I was blown away from the project. I don't want to say like blown away, like I was just surprised that it was good, but like, I wasn't expecting this to be that good. I was expecting it to be like decent, probably have like four songs that I like keep in my rotation. You know what I'm saying? But I got like, I like like maybe seven, eight songs, nine songs on this project. I really, I, I fought with it. I think, I have to go back to the time where I saw that it was, this was happening. I think him and 21 Savage dropped a YouTube video. Um, uh, what was the song? Um, it was a song that they had together and they dropped a music video for it, but they only played like the first half of the song. And, um, after that, you know, it went into like something like instrumental, like some like. You talking about Jimmy Crooks? Yeah, Jimmy Crooks. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was Jimmy Crooks. Uh, so we got that and then. I really didn't expect them to like really like drop a collab album together. Like looking back on it, um, like you say, you got Sneak In, you got Jimmy Cook, you got a uh, Knife Talk. So like mm-hmm. Drake and Twenty One have like some real history together. So if anybody was like making a collaboration with Drake, Twenty One Savage makes the most sense. Like looking back on it, like see how their chemistry are and whatnot, like seeing how like close mm-hmm. they were together. Um, I feel like it could have been either Drake. Or honestly, it could have been J. Cole. Like, I wouldn't have been surprised if we got like a J. Cole and Queen was Savage like um collab out with mm. But it makes more sense that it was, you know, <laughs> Sean, you, you agree with that or you uh or what, I, what uh, you yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I I second that motion, good brother. I definitely second that motion, one hundred percent. But with the overall delivery of the album, um, I feel like it pretty much delivered in the way that I expected it to deliver. Um, I did like a post on Music Corner where I was like taking away some of like the songs that had like the most notable lyrics to it. Um, <laughs> 21 said, I jump on your song and make you sign you the feature. And I felt like that's kind of like an ode to like, I saw somebody's opinion say that it felt like Drake almost gave 21 like the blessing to like kind of be on the same level as him. And when I thought about that verse that 21 said, I jump on your song and make you sign like you the feature. I feel like Drake's had that effect for like a very, very long time. Like he would get on songs, he'd be like featuring Drake, 
and you almost forget about the nigga that actually had the song on it. You think that, oh, this is like such and such. Or just you think this is a Drake mm-hmm. feature such and such. I feel like that was hard. Um, I don't know nothing about no crime or no news. I'm an owl, but I never tell you who. I was like, Come yeah, on. that's Drake. Drake is bad. Come on, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that goes back to what I was saying. Like, between, between the time that we got, uh, you know, the songs that I was saying that, you know, wasting time and up below that future run, I feel like Drake gave us his best verses. But after he dropped, you know, me, like, prematurely before I knew that her loss was dropping, after I listened to her loss, I think that Drake definitely gave us some of his best bars, like, to date. And I think that Drake is back in his bag because, honestly, a lot of people were pretty upset with, honestly, never mind. So I don't want to say he had to prove the people wrong, but he definitely had a little chip on his shoulder, like, going from mm-hmm. what people consider that to be house music into, like, a completely, like, you know, just, like, a rapping, like, you know, saying, we got some classic Drake, too, like, Hours of Silence. I feel like that's going back to like what Drake used to like make like the songs that we like know him like making that sad song like just going crazy on like a mellow like soft beat. Um, but I was also surprised that on uh, 3 a.m. in Glenwood that it wasn't great. It was a completely like just Twenty One Savage like you know song, and I feel like that goes into what I was saying earlier about how Drake kind of like gave his blessing to Twenty One or like allowed Twenty One to like kind of like emulate some of him. I feel like 3 a.m. and 3 a.m. in Glenwood was. I don't want to say passing the torch because Drake's not like leaving. Like we see, like Drake's gonna be here for a while, but it's almost like he kind of gave the salute or like you know nodded, yeah, step into his world with it. So overall, I think the project with the features that we got, or with the songs that we got, with the collaboration that it was and the way it delivered, and I'm not gonna lie, bro, Eric loves to talk about streams and whatnot. So I'm going to bring this up before he beat me to it. <laughs> he was talking about you know streams for a minute, and hey, man, Eric loved to talk about some streams. Hey, I just care about what the people oh, care about. Do. You care about the Grammys, you know, the people that vote Macklemore over Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> oh, that's the the Grammys now. Q vote the Grammys now. Follow. Bro, Definitely, I vote yeah. with the voice of the people, and we have to understand. But we can't, we can't just say we like the Grammys or we don't like the Grammys only when the Grammys are like we don't vote with the Grammys. Anything that the Grammys have done, we have to write off. We can't just use Grammys for what we want to use the Grammys for. So either we like them or we don't. You care about the Grammys. If you care about the Grammys, you can care about the Grammys. I'm just telling you what the people care about. And the people, <laughs> what they care about is reflected in the streams. Bro, no. It's Wait, not. what? It's y'all tap, tap me into the conversation. Tap me into the conversation that y'all was having about the streams. What, what, what's, what's, the, what's the science behind that? Bro, for, first of all. Q is convinced that half the streams are come from bots. That's what the problem is. Q thinks streams come from bots and not people. I mean, some streams do come from bots, though. I mean, I'm not saying that okay. I'm not saying that all streams do, but I'm saying what he's saying do has some validity. Okay. And then, <laughs> but we have to take into account like what you're doing as well. Like you're listening to that music. Like we're we're right. definitely contributing to this. And so I feel like mm-hmm. that's the way that the music moves. That's the way that's transported nowadays. Like it's not selling CDs. Like it's the streaming. So I feel like we have to take that into account. We're always talking about first week numbers with Billboard and things of that nature. So I just don't feel as if, I honestly feel like it should hold a little bit more weight than any sort of awards or opinionated based committee trophy presentation. Mm -hmm. That's how I feel, honestly. I'm not saying you can't vote with the Grammys, but I just feel like it's more representative representative of the mass and the streams. Hmm. So the fact that 30 seconds of a song can be considered a stream, that doesn't reduce like the validation of streams? I think it's sixty. I think it's sixty. I know. No, it's just it's definitely thirty. But it's just the it's the ability of it being played. Like it's the fact that people want to hear it. Like people aren't just playing stuff necessarily just to be playing it. Like 
it's with a purpose. And see, when I think about oh. that, I think about songs on TikTok. Like when you go on like TikTok or whatnot, because TikTok songs kind of stream, and you see a lot, a lot of people in the industry are making songs for TikTok to drop the streams. So I feel like people in that sense could be using a song to like get off a video or like you know go viral, like go you know do whatever. But they may not oh, that's just... actually fuck with the artist. Mm-hmm. I use Cola Ray in that example. Like I feel like people that use like um my best friend like that song like go best friend my twin enough. Like I feel like nobody really like fuck with that song like fuck with her like as an artist other than that when she made that song. But you know that's just kind of the natural progression of music. Like at first people were just rapping. Then there were music videos, and then you know that went over to YouTube, and then there was the uh, video music awards. Like music has a natural progression of trying to flowing with pop culture, and where we're at right now is based off of that stream, quick attention span, TikTok based, and uh, you know that's just kind of how the music industry is kind of ran. Like I don't, I don't want to knock them for the crap for where music is right now, but um, I feel like. I don't know. I feel like just because it is a 60 second song doesn't, or a 60 second stream doesn't take away from somebody still wanting to hear it, or it even being a good song. I also feel that that's why, like, first week uh, number sales are like so still like important today because back in the day, like, they had to like sell hard copies. So you know what I'm saying? Like, technically in today's age, that's really kind of the equivalent or trying to be like parallel to what that was in a sense. But I definitely see what you're saying, Eric. Like. We definitely got to take in account of streams because it's so, like, it's big. But what Q's saying is also, like, some of the biggest rappers out there have been caught using bots and shit. So, you know what I'm saying? They're definitely slippery slope. <laughs> All right. But my last my last fork in the conversation is look at someone as, like, NBA Youngboy. Just look at his streams. He's just a popular individual on his own, and, you know, I feel like the accolades that he might get just from his own singles are RI, AA certifications. I feel like all those things matter. Now, will he ever mm-hmm. probably get a Grammy? No, I don't. I, you know, I don't know. I can't really. I'm not in that. I'm not in those conversations with those people. But <laughs> what I can't tell you is that he's a popular artist and a successful one at that. NBA young boy don't use no bots. Oh, <laughs> he just got all them little kids listening to him, bro. NBA young boy. But when my cousin told me that his top three artists are NBA Youngboy, Michael Jackson, and Lee Williams, I said, <laughs> the fact that NBA Youngboy is in that conversation, that just tells you a lot right there about how what is influence. Wow. Bro, he told me to my face, he said, bro, I love NBA Youngboy. I said, you love NBA Youngboy? He was like, yes, I love NBA Youngboy. <laughs> like, bro, oh that's God. funny. We're going back to the streams. Um, well, we can talk about the total week uh, of first sales. So, uh, mm-hmm. Drake and Twenty One Savage uh, debuted at number one, you know, first week, and they sold uh, a total of four hundred and four thousand units in the first week. And mm-hmm. I think that's the most that has happened this year. Like, I don't think no album has. I think they're, they're the pinnacle. Like that's the most that any album has sold. Is that surprising to y'all? Or do you can y'all? Does that make sense? Nah, it definitely makes sense if you ask me. I mean, with the promo that they did as well, like you said, Q, this is probably one of the more grand spectacles that we've seen in a while. Um, I would even go back to say something that's done it. I mean, I, you remember how everybody was tuned into that. Like, everybody was definitely looking for these snippets of Drake and 21 Savage for this promo for her loss. I feel like everything was um, trending, every action they did. Yeah, I can... I I don't, I, I want to say that I was surprised, but I really can't be surprised. I really want to say I was surprised because sometimes, like, 
a lot of times we have joint projects like they typically don't like do as well as the like the artist by itself it just depends really really because i think the only other joint project that probably did this well was probably uh what a time to be alive like ironically enough with, with drake in the future so uh, i can kind of say it was expected for real Cause like you said q like the only other one you could really see him doing a another collab project with was probably be j cole so it, it low-key makes sense they got the history why not you know what i'm saying would y'all say this is all uh, since you brought it, what it's time to be alive. Like, what does this rank amongst like other collab albums? Like, I think about Future and Little Uzi, uh, Pluto, Baby Pluto, What It's Time to Be Alive. Uh, obviously, um, like, what does this rank amongst y'all? Like, you know, like rankings of like collab albums so far. Is there like a list of collab albums that I could bring? Because y'all probably don't know them off the top of my head, off the top of y'all head. Yeah, how far how far back are we going? I mean, Metro got a few. <laughs> yeah. You know, we got Drip Harder with Baby and Gunna. Uh, Watch the Throne, Kanye West, Jay-Z. Uh-huh. I mean, bro, like, there, there's some collab albums. Lil Wayne, 2 Chainz, Kali Grove, Metro Boomin, like Sean, 21 Savage, Offset. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lil Wayne and Birdman, like Father, like Son. <laughs> Talk heavy. <laughs> <laughs> Kanye West, Kid Cudi, Kid C Ghost. So like bro, like we have there's been like some history of collab albums like that we've got so far. So when we talk about like you know, where's this rank amongst those? Like it don't gotta be your number one, but like how high is this amongst like the rank albums or collab albums that y'all have? Like is this pretty high? Like did it actually like top like y'all top ten, top five? Like what what are we feeling? I would thrust it in the top three. Alright. <laughs> top three. Yeah. Why? Why you say that? Eric? Um, I mean, I just feel like I, I would say with Drake, I would say as you, as time goes by, you know, his music taste. I feel like I just gravitated um, towards it more. And I just feel like overall, I feel like this project just has a lot of bangers for me. I um resonate with it. It's hard. I feel like I can play it at any point. Um, and if I'm comparing it amongst the list that you guys just uh, mentioned just now, uh, it's kind of hard for me not to put it up in the top three. I feel like the only other project I might hold a little bit more reverence for. Would be Watch the Throne. Um, actually, I had to think about the other one, but I just know I'm still putting it in the top three for sure. Let me ask you this: Is What a Time to Be Alive also in that top three? Mm, I think it'd be top five. It could oh, be. Like I have to, I have to make my list. <laughs> what okay, a time man. to be alive! That was gonna okay. tell me a lot. You think her loss is better than What a Time to Be Alive? You talk about it. Mm. I, I can't I can't comment on that way yet. I can't comment on that way yet. So twenty twenty three, you know, we haven't had the year for it to resonate and whatnot. Because what a time to be alive came out what in twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen. That was a great yeah. year. That was that was a great year for music. That was like peak track season time. I think Eric was hooping at South Florence. Bro, so there was a lot of that was there was a lot of outside Come stuff on. going on when what a time to be alive dropped. So it really was a time to be alive, like when that album dropped. So for sure, I feel like right now I don't think her laws really has like I don't know. I feel like the time that we're in right now is the time to be what a time to be alive. So I feel like that might skew a lot of people's like opinion about the like we're not in the same time that we was when her laws dropped. Now if her laws dropped first. You might be saying that you know for what a time to be alive, they like flip orders. But mm-hmm. I can definitely see why it's hard to make that comparison say right now. I mean, 
it's tough. I mean, if you even look back <laughs> on it, you got to put it in consideration that what a time to be alive was made in a week. I don't even know how much time that they uh, her loss was put into. I could I would just say more than a week, um, but I don't know, man. I just can't knock the time that I had with what a time to be alive and trying to compare it to her loss. But I can tell you that there are more songs of her loss than I like than what a time to be alive. So. I don't know if that puts any stock into it. Mm. Uh, I don't know if I can say that at this point in time. I, I I definitely feel what you're saying though. Like there are 11 songs on "What a Time to Be Alive." By the way, you said you like eight songs off of her loss. Mm-hmm. You might you indeed. Might be I did. I did. I did. It's, it's closer than I think. It's closer than I think. I see what you're saying. Definitely. It's closer definitely. than I think. There we go. There we go. That boy. That boy. That boy. That boy. Air going on the stats, man. You said you like eight songs <laughs> off of her loss. If it's a leather song, or what a time to be alive. So you basically like all the songs on her loss if it was what a time to be alive for real. <laughs> no cap. Boy, that boy Eric analytical. Eric, what's some of your fur what's some of your favorite songs off um her loss? You had to say like name like your top five like favorite songs. Top five. And no top particular five, order. Top five, top five. Um definitely. <laughs> uh major distribution, privileged rappers. Been about you, pussy and millions, and middle of the ocean. Yeah, if I had to say, um, I think back outside boy is definitely was there. back outside boy. Yeah, back outside boy. Privileged mm-hmm. rappers, hours in silence. I love hours in silence. I like pussy and millions too. That's four. And then I'm gonna say middle of the ocean. I put middle of the ocean too. So that's like well, that's like three of them that you didn't name, but. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I really, really can't have a wrong answer, Sean. What, what, what's, your, what's your top five? Uh, in no specific order, I think we got some of the same ones. A few, uh, hours of silence, spin about you, uh, jumbo tron shit popping, uh, probably Hard. privileged rappers. Hard. I ain't gonna lie, I'll have, I'm not gonna lie, bro. Jumbo tron, I mean, jumbo tron shit popping is probably like. That that's probably like my favorite song from Drake, like in the last few years, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. I done listened to that song so much. That song, bro, it's so hard, bro. That shit is hard as fuck. Bro, he tapped into that Atlanta side. Definitely. I was like, bro. Yeah, I'm fucking with him, bro. I really think that uh, we didn't mention this, but I feel like Rich Flex really is like one of like probably like the better songs that we got, like one of the better intro songs for our album that we got this year. Yeah. how it transitions and Drake used that uh twenty four sample with TI and I saw something mm-hmm. that uh it was a it was a Caucasian um music uh reviewer, album reviewer, and he said that Drake uh had like this little like elementary school cadence. He was like dun 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 and I was like, bro, like and somebody dropped a link to like twenty fours um by T I on it. They're like, this is why it's imperative to gatekeep because you got people don't know anything about the culture talking about it. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> so you know they just be talking just to talk. <laughs> oh sure. Out of the we named our favorite songs, of course, but we mentioned earlier that we felt like both Twenty One and Aubrey Graham gave us some solid bars on this project. What are some of your, what are some bars or a specific song where you felt that either Twenty One or Drake really stepped up to the plate? For real, for real. I want to go first. What do you think? I, I really, I really got to talk about middle of the ocean here. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like the amount of introspection, reflection, 
an evolution that we're seeing in this type of song. Like, this is on some Jay-Z shit. Honestly, if you really just sit back and just think about what he's talking about here. There was yeah. A, I think it was Big Boy. He said, he said that whenever... No, it was Joe Budden. He said, whenever Drake just start naming shit that I don't even know, I don't even recognize, like, I know he about to go crazy. Like, this first one, <laughs> yeah, I'm in the Mutini room at the Beagles. The boat was rocking too much on some Aaliyah shit, for real. We got the vibe vibe. Like, come on, like, what is he talking about right now? But he's about to set us up. And I just, I just like everything he was addressing. Um, and Keon, I was going to bring this up earlier. We were talking about, honestly, Nevermind and Jimmy Cooks and the transition into her loss. He had a bar addressing that, saying, uh, niggas so ignorant in our hood, they'd be like, why the fuck you making techno? I'm worldwide, and this is just another cargo jet flow. I had to let go. Life insurance policy, mm. you niggas about to need the gecko. Like, mm. I just feel like if you really sit back and contextualize everything that Drake has done, he's bigger than Toronto. He's bigger than, you, you know, North America. Like, this man is really trying to be international. Like, I don't know if anybody's been really paying attention, but his real competition out here is bad, buddy. Like, as far as, like, the status quo, the star level, like, they want to be selling out stadiums to that magnitude, and I feel like I don't know. I feel like I saw the intentions. Well, honestly, never mind. I just liked how he just referenced that, and it's just the growth, man. Um, I was just a huge fan of this. I just had to get that one off real quick. But I could go all day. I hey. might, I might even drop a video. Hey. About it, but. <laughs> hey, it. hey, he said, he said, major distribution labels calling me. Bad buddy numbers. It's a robbery. I said, hey, <laughs> come on. Talk about it. That five hundred million dollar deal with Universal, bro. Bro, I'm glad you brought it up because. Like, well, Sean, I'm glad you brought the question about, um, you know, the bars and whatnot, because, Eric, the fact that Drake's not competing with, you know, a Drake, a Kendrick, or, like, any other, like, surface of a rapper. He's competing with Harry Styles. He's competing with Bad Bunny, people that are, like, selling out, like, whole stadiums and arenas. So you have to understand, like, Drake is not at the point where he's, like, you know, obviously not before Kanye no more, but Kanye's not at the point where, like, Drake's trying to get at, like, we pretty much, like, know that, you know, like, they already, like, kind of, you know, solidify what they solidify. Like, they're the greatest in, like, their genre. But Drake's trying to take over other genres right now. He's trying to, like, tap into that lane or that crowd that's going to get him, like, that. I mean, he's already globally known, but, like, he wants to get to that crowd or that lane that's going to get him, like, sold-out shows and, like, you said, like, those 50 million, 50, $500 million, like, contracts or whatever. So we have to understand, like, Drake's not the same person he was in 2015, 2016. Like, he's, right. like at a whole different point in his life right now. So the fact that he's bringing up Harry Styles and uh, Bad Bunny now, and not talking about, like, people that we know, like, in the rap community, that just tells you, like, what he thinks competition is. Like, he's not even addressing, like, the people that we know or, like, the people that are, like, popular, like NBA Youngboy and whatnot. Like, that's that's not even in his lane right now. He's addressing the people that, like, some of shows and, like, got, you know, other shit going on for real. Um, so I think that was, like, very important to put up that, you know, that you said that bar about Bad Bunny and, you know, uh, Harry Styles. But I think that uh, some of my favorite things about um, what both Drake and 21 did, I felt like 21 really, like, went crazy on uh, on privileged rappers. Like, the fact that he was just, like, talking that 21 uh, shit, like, make it this, Definitely. see how fast you go from a boot to a blunt. I was like, bro, mm-hmm. like, what the fuck is 21 Savage doing? He said, <laughs> she said she's hungry. I gave her a dick for brunch. I'm like, oh, shit. Talk about it. And I think this but is one of the more smooth think, and great courses that we've heard also, Q, in Privileged Rappers. Yeah, I think so, too. That's 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 probably, like, one of, that's probably my favorite song right now. I thought the whole entire project I had to sing. And that's probably my favorite 
21 like set of like lyrics that we got and but i really think that my favorite drake um bar or like my favorite drake song where he's like going crazy is hours of silence like the fact absolutely that, i think i tweeted this a while ago yes hours of silence like the intro to how he's like like going into the song uh Smoke got me talking in Dutch. I pin Lisa, so what? She lean on me, I'm a crush. She creaming on me, I'm a crush. <laughs> she asked me, why haven't I nut? I didn't know we in the rush. Enjoying the mumble so hush. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Come on. My album is paying a bill. I don't even need a deluxe. I was like, oh, my God. Come on. I don't even need a deluxe. It's paying the bills, baby. We good, mama. Come on. That, that's probably like my favorite like Drake song when he was rapping, so. Like privilege rappers for twenty one hours of silence for Drake. That's that, that's what I'm going. With. I got a I got a question for you, Q. Um, you know how hours of silence is like one of those throwback, you know, longer eight minute songs. You know, Drake is accustomed to dropping. You know, I think he's dropped like some previously in like Take Care. So you know, out of those, you know, these type of songs is like this one standing out as one of your favorites, or do you feel like this is not his best imitation of this type of work? Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, I see what you're saying. I feel like it's his best, like, uh, I feel like it's the best, like, kind of reminder that Drake can get back into this bag. Like, I feel like when we think about Take Care, we think of, like, Marvin's Room, um, The Crew, like, stuff where, like, Drake is, like, you know, like, rapping. We give you, like, that little outer loop where he's just talking his shit. Like, Tuscan Leather, too, like, on the end of that track, like, he's really, like, going crazy on the beat and, like, you know, just, like, talking his shit. So I feel like this is, like, the reminder that you know Drake never lost it, even though he don't go go back into it that much. Like he can still get back into that bag, and I really that's probably like one of my privileged rappers. I was in silence, but like those are the, those are the reasons why like I like those songs because they remind me of like the shit talking that I get from Twenty One Savage. It reminds me of the aesthetically pleasing like you know mellow like beat like rapping like Drake. So I think I was in silence is definitely a reminder of like what he did and take care of like of the songs like nothing was the same and all that even. Even um off of if you're reading this too late, like Star Season Seven. Star Season Seven, I don't know if I said yeah. it before, but Star Season Seven is my absolute favorite Drake song. Like that's my if anybody asks me what's my favorite Drake song, I'm gonna say Star Season Seven off if you're reading this too late. Mm-hmm. You've been standing by that for a few years now, so I can definitely vouch. <laughs> I've been consistent. We have to applaud that. <laughs> Bro, if you read this is too late is one of the greatest Drake projects. I've been telling everybody this for years. I don't know why everybody don't want to listen. <laughs> Bro, you know how this thought of? Remember when we did uh the collab um we were guests on Just Music uh with Jalen mm-hmm. and I, I I'm sorry I can't remember the other guy's name. It's gonna come to me probably after the food record. But Jalen was talking shit about how Drake is just like a disappointing like artist now. Like he doesn't like really fuck with Drake. <laughs> like if you was able to if you was able oh to gosh. talk to him right now, Eric, if you was able to talk to him right now, Eric, what would you tell him? There'd be no words. There'd be no words. I wouldn't want to waste time trying to change his mind. I could spend I could spend my time listening to the music. I'm not gonna convince them other man how to drink right or leave right. Jeez. I remember that day. I walked away from that set pretty upset. I said, I can't believe this. I can't believe this. I'm not gonna lie, bro. Eric was pretty pissed off the whole time we were talking. I said, like, Q, you know these dudes? I we need we need to hit that man back up and ask him what he thought. Are these your, your people's, your friends? He was he, bro. He's a South Florida native, bro. Like, you know, we, we fought with him, you know, for the fact that he's him and he's from South Florida, but right. he definitely has some off the wall opinions, but I couldn't, I couldn't get behind. <laughs> yeah. 
And he probably gonna give us a rebuttal once he listens to this. He probably he probably gonna give you a rebuttal on his podcast. Eric. Hey, that's fine. You know what's fine. <laughs> Bro. So, uh, you know, one of the more interesting things I wanted to ask you about, Sean, just with its track or with this project itself, is the features. Features are extremely limited. We've got some mm-hmm. cameo appearances, I would say, with Lil Yachty, mm-hmm. and we only have one feature in the form of Travis Scott on Pussy and Millions. Can you just uh, take us away and just tell us what you thought about that approach to the album and then with the one feature that we had? Uh, I really wasn't expecting it to be a lot of features low-key because seeing the rollout and everything, it was kind of just Drake and 21 with everything, Drake and 21. I low-key was feeling like if they would have had like somebody else on it, we would have seen like a glimpse of, you know what I'm saying, somebody in some specific so I really wasn't expecting to have too many uh, features on it, but having a, a Travis Scott feature, I feel like that was the icing on the cake, bro. I'm not gonna lie to you, like I ain't gonna like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's good to see Travis win again. I ain't gonna lie to you, you know what I'm saying? Even though past the the situation that happened and everything, but it's big for him to have a feature on this project, bro. Like, in terms of, like, his brand, in terms of, like, who he is as an artist, like, you got to think about it. Like, they probably, there's some higher-ups that probably didn't want, like, like once they seen it, they're like, nah, I don't know about all of that. We ain't, we ain't talking about, like, the industry where, like, so many other artists probably was told, no, don't drop the song you got with Travis. Don't drop the song you got with Travis. He hot right now. So, I felt like seeing that because of Drake's relationship with Travis, I felt like that was, like, you know what I'm saying? I feel like that was major. And the song was hard. So that's how I felt about the feature. Yeah. Like, I, it really really wasn't expected. But seeing Travis, I'm not going to lie, I definitely was fucking with it. Like seeing Travis got name in our lives. What about you, Q? Hey, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad. First of all, Eric, I need to thank you for posing the question. Sean, I need to thank you for leading me in the direction of where I wanted to go. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Take it away. When we... We, when we talk about cancel culture, we have to understand that cancel culture is very, you know, has been running the show for a while. And I'm glad to see that, you know, you know, right or right, wrong or wrong, I'm not saying like, you know, like anything that should be, you know, like rightly, like, you know, shunned away, like shouldn't be shunned away. Like, you know, I'm not trying to go down that lane. But when we talk about, you know, how you're just going like, to write off like an artist, you know, in a situation where, you know, it was very traumatic. Like, I don't think canceling Travis Scott would have changed anything. But aside from that, I really enjoyed the fact that we saw Travis Scott back, you know, making music. Because a lot of people did try to write him off. A lot of people didn't think he was going to get back into his bag again. But now that we're seeing Travis mm-hmm. starting to get into the, like, the limelight, um, we're trying to see him like get back into the studio making music. He dropped a song with Pharrell downtown in Atlanta. Um, I think he's supposed to be headlining uh, Rolling Loud in California in March. So mm-hmm. it's time that we cancel cancel culture. And the time has been coming for a long time. Um, it's just good to see that, you know, they're not keeping, like, these artists down. They're not, you know, writing them off. Um, so that's really all I had to say. I really appreciate Travis Scott's feature, um, even though, like, one of the few ones. Um, I really appreciate Lil Yachty, too, with, uh, hadn't putting his ad libs on back outside boys, and that was probably like something that I didn't know at first that he was even on. I really didn't know, and we we could probably allude to this too. Like, did y'all expect Little Yachty to have like this much of an influence on the project when y'all did find out like 
was it surprising or, you know, did it make sense that Lidiati probably had to answer this? Being that he's not just a rapper, he's also like a songwriter. He's also like, you know, um, a curator, like in the music industry. So speak about Lidiati's influence on this project. I did not know. I didn't know he had the the influence. I didn't know he produced some of the tracks on the project. I didn't know that until like a few days after the project dropped. Like, you know what I'm saying? I just knew about the ad libs on uh, Back Outside Boys or whatever. But I know they. I knew they had him in uh, the Drake the Drake footage that he dropped or whatever when he was at everywhere. And they were, I know Yachty was in there uh, when they was they were showing him in the studio in some parts or whatever. But I, I wasn't expecting him to produce some songs on the project. I knew we always heard about Lil Yachty like producing and shit, but I just wasn't expecting it to be on this for real. So like I kinda kinda what goes back to what Eric was saying, like I kinda felt like that's why we didn't have as many features. Like it was it probably was a lot of people that had their hands on this project, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like production wise, like ad lib wise, like I also seen that it was some people that uh some new uh producers that forty brought in or some Canadian niggas or whatever. I don't even know. I guess, you know what I'm saying? Drake always reaching his hand out to the younger generation. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't, we, we only see the stuff he do over here in the States. So you can't imagine what he'd be doing. You know what I'm saying? Up top. So I feel like that, I feel like that's hard. You know what I'm saying? You got a Canadian nigga on, you know what I'm saying? He probably lit on Drake shit. Definitely. I mean, uh, you know, just to follow piggyback off that, um, with all the songs that little Yachty has had production credits on, and then this is uh, probably one of the more controversial takes. I think this is probably the only negative side people had when it comes to the reception of her loss was the Megan Thee Stallion apparent uh, bar in Circo Loco. Um, for those that don't know, uh, he referenced Megan Thee Stallion and a shooting incident. Um, so I was just kind of curious about your interpretation on the bar. I feel like the criticism was that Drake didn't have to refer to that. He's a good enough writer to not refer to that. Um so I'm just, I want to hear what you guys have to say before I deliver, you know, my opinion on that. After, after like a lot of opinions about, you know, what was said after hearing, you know, the women's side of it, we can't ignore the fact that Drake knew what he was doing. Like Drake is a mastermind of everything that he does. Like nothing's by accident. So with that being said, we have to understand that, you know, whether it was intentional, whether he was talking about her, he knew the reaction that was going to be had once he said that. Like, that's a Myrtle Brainer. Like, the entendre, like, you know, not even addressing her and whatnot. Even if he chose to, you know, be a pun, like, you know, have it a pun, like, not even be talking about her, like, talking about, like, people that actually, like, get ass shots and not shot in the foot. Uh, we know that Meg, the stallion, like, when you say stallion, like, she's the symbolism for the word stallion. Um, so... With that being said, like it's never okay to, you know, joke on uh black woman's trauma. Anybody's trauma really like doesn't have to be black woman. It'd be anybody's trauma. It is not cool to joke on that. And if that was his intentions, then you know, um, you know, we, we have to like, you know, judge him for that. But if it wasn't, we also have to like look at the whole situation, like how it made people feel because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's rap, you know, you keep it, you know, they keep it in the booth, I would hope. So we have to understand that, you know, it's all a game, like uh, stuff gets said, but when it's at the expense of somebody else's pain and trauma, then I guess that's when the lines get crossed. Even if, you know, they don't have like prior beef or anything like that. I can see they probably like going back and forth or like they had like beef and yeah, but it seemed like it was kind of like unsolicited. Uh, we saw the negative connotation, the negative reaction that people got from it. And, you know, I guess it's, that's their respect to feel how they feel. They can't, you know, tell somebody how they, you know, shouldn't, shouldn't feel about something, but 
you know, I feel like we have to like take into account that, you know, I don't think, I personally don't think that he was referencing her, like after knowing the history about, you know, who he probably was referring to, like hearing different sides of the story or whatever. Um, I don't think it was intentional. That is my opinion, but I can't ignore the fact that, you know, like it got a reaction. And I feel like that's what people are most upset about that he knew that it was going to get the reaction he was going to get. And he probably could have strayed away from it, but you know, who, who are we to tell other rappers and other artists what to do? Like they're making the music they want to make. They're saying what they want to say. So, you know, um, I don't know if that really answered the question or I, I just gave my opinion on it, but you know, I definitely see both sides of it. And, you know, I'm just gonna leave it like that. Wow. Yeah. The gravitas around that bar. <laughs> I honestly feel like, uh, I feel like he was ta- he wasn't talking about Meg, but I feel like he absolutely knew that. Uh, I felt like he knew that he was gonna get the reaction that he got. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of see what it, I kind of see both sides, but at the end of the day, that's why Drake Drake like he knew it was gonna get talked about, so that's why he did it. So that's how I feel. I feel that. And is the issue more so that Drake uh, man is speaking on like a woman's trauma? Like, would this have been the same type of inflection of pain? You know or a sentiment that, you know, said with Drake, like, what if, like, Cardi B would have said it in a line? Like, what if this was her bar or something like that? Do you feel like that same reception would have been had, or do you feel like it was only warranted because Drake said it? I, f- I feel like, first of all, Drake uh, jab and spar, you know what I'm saying, with with bars all the time. Like, and he done did way worse stuff than other people, and nobody would, was crying with them just because he's doing it to Meg or – we think it's about men. We talking about women's trauma and all. Like, come on, guys. Like, I, I get what everybody's saying, but you know what I'm saying? Like, at the end of the day, when they ask the man what he meant by it, I'm pretty sure he's not going to say that he meant that. So, I feel that. I think that it probably would have got the same reaction if Cardi B would have said it because I feel like it's like the whole act of like it, like being said. I don't think it matters who said it. I feel like if anybody would have said it, then it would have been. Um, you know, reaction with the guy. So I feel like, you know, I don't think it's like a personal attack towards Drake because nobody had any problems with Drake, you know, before now. So I don't think like people were like just waiting for him to say something like that was like, oh, he said this. Like, yeah, we definitely cancel this nigga. Like, I don't think they were expecting like or need the reason to like, you know, write him off. So I feel like it's not anything personal towards Drake. I feel like the fact that it was just said and the fact that, you know, the court case hasn't been like, you know, settled. I think keep getting pushed back and whatnot. And you know how, um, that, situation kind of like dividing the genders or whatnot like people saying he did do it people saying he didn't do it so i feel like with the uncertainty of like what actually happened and people picking sides already i feel like he you know addressed a touchy subject and i think that's what the issue was i don't think it really mattered like if he's if he was the one that said it i feel like the whole situation as a whole is what people are upset about it being addressed at say i don't think it needs to be like taking it into anything deeper than you know that like i don't think this like should be taken to like uh, rappers are always talking about women's trauma. Like, let's let's not get into that. Right? Like, it doesn't it doesn't need to go any deeper than that. Like, I think that you know it was said how it was said. You know, it was you know wrong if it was you know intended towards her. And I wouldn't even say it was wrong that he was even brought up because you know it was you know something that was touchy and he knew it was gonna get a reaction. It it got, but I don't think it goes into no history of like you know like people making fun of black women's trauma. I don't think it goes into any history about you know whether it actually happened or not. Like, I think we should just, you know, make it, I think we should address it for what it is and not make it seem like it's like a history of something that's been going on. That's all, that's all I need to say. That, that would be my piece. I like it. I like it. Uh, yeah. 
Well, um, another aspect I wanted to bring about was the idea of this trilogy that Drake has done on his last three projects, with it being Certified Lover Boy, honestly, never minding her loss. Um, I never really kind of thought about it in its, as a collection of work amongst these three projects. But uh, what, what is your what is your interpretation on these uh, these three works as a trilogy? I guess it still sounds hard to say. I feel like Drake hasn't put that much emphasis into a collection of work since Scorpion, so it does sound weird to conceptualize this as a trilogy. But what do you guys think? Uh, I can kind of see how people. I can kind of see why people say that. Uh, yeah, I definitely seen some tweets about that low key, but uh, honestly, never mind. I don't see how that would kind of fit into the trilogy. I mean, I knew I know it was a house project or whatever, a, a dance music or whatever. But uh, I can kind of see. Yeah, I can kind of see that. But I feel like that with a lot of Drake projects, though. I kind of feel like. If you honestly listen to Drake projects, like if you just line up his discography and listen to his projects all the way through, like I feel like they all kind of flow into each other. So that's just me though, but I can kind of I can kind of see people's opinion on that. I don't know how much factual that is, but I can kind of see. Might be stretching a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think they kind of. I won't even call it truly to be honest with you. Like I can see how people will be like, I wasn't certified level boy. Honestly, never mind her loss. Like, I can see how they can like try to make like a statement or a sentence off that, but I don't think the the projects like feed into each other enough to say like they're like a trilogy. Like, I don't think we got anything or like we alluded to anything from Certified Loaded Boy that's gonna prepare us for Honestly, Never Mind. I don't think we got anything for Honestly, Never Mind that would prepare us for her loss. I feel like these are all like kind of separate projects, but I think it's like kind of cool like the way they are named and whatnot, but. The cover arts, I think that's what something that you uh, mentioned, Eric. Drake's three for three on on pretty bad cover arts. <laughs> I, I don't, I, I don't. Oh. I, like certified lover boy, I feel like certified lover boy pissed a lot of people off. I think people were upset with honestly, never mind cover art, and I think people were just like confused with <laughs> her lost cover art. <laughs> so, yeah, the cover arts yeah. were the cover arts were a little shaky. Uh, yeah, the cover arts were definitely a little shaky. But I mean. I low-key feel like the only people, reason, going back to what Eric was saying, I low-key feel like the only reason people are saying that is because Jimmy uh, Cooks was on the uh, end of Honestly Nevermind. So it's kind of like the a little, like, prequel to, like, oh, this was about to happen. Because 21, yeah, both, that, that song was on, it was the last song on that project, on Honestly Nevermind. So I can see how people kind of saying that. But maybe he was just kind of just winking at us, like, nigga, y'all thought y'all was getting some rap shit, but don't worry. Wait, I got you. You know what I'm saying? That's why I low-key feel like it was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that 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 completely was true. I thought then, yeah, we did get a uh uh kind of like foreshadow of her loss off of Jimmy Cook. I, I definitely, yeah. I, every time I think on that, then we definitely got something from honestly, their mind that prepared us for her loss. What y'all rate the album? What y'all what y'all think? It looked like it looked like it's about that that time of the hour. Definitely the time of the album. What you what y'all what y'all thinking? I think we're there. I think we're there. Hey, we asked you first. You was you were scared to say it, so have you did you did you formulate enough time to formulate the answer? Like, what? what we still got to wait. Like, what what happened? Yeah, I mean, it's never a matter of being scary. I just didn't want to give the <laughs> audience a reason to run away or anything like that. But since we're here, since we're here, <laughs> I would say this project with its production from uh, Takey, Boy Wonder, Forty, all across the board, just seeing it, how hard to reach back home and. All the elements it brought out, all the feels, all the replay value it's got. Definitely a 10 out of 10. 
feel like the real question is, where am I going to rate this in his overall discography? And you guys will have to tune back in to figure out that answer. But as of right now, I'm giving this a 10 out of 10. Okay, okay, okay. Sheesh. I can't sound surprised by that at all. I feel like you done gave the most 10s out of all the broken records. Eric be giving a, Eric gonna give a 10 now. He'll give a 10. <laughs> I'm gonna show some love. I'll show love. <laughs> I need I need to I really wanna do this, bro. I'm gonna go back and listen to like all the broken records we did with Drake and see what Eric rated is those Drake projects. If you gave a 10 out of 10 for the Dark Lane demo tapes. You gave it 10 out of 10, but what other great project we do off of Broken Record? I'm going to know something, bro. Like, we, we need to, we need to do Certified Lover Boy. We did Certified Lover Boy, too. If you gave Dark Lake Demo Tate Certified Lover Boy and this one a 10 out of 10, there needs to be a several conversation we got to have. If I didn't give it a 10, I'm giving it a 10 now. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I'm glad. Uh, I'm at I'm actually glad that you brought up the fact that um, ranking amongst his discography, because I'm not going to ask that, but I actually had a conversation like this with um, a group of people like a while ago, um, after like Baby Pluto and uh, Pluto dropped with uh, Future and uh, Little Uzi Vert. Where do collab albums, I think I had a conversation with y'all, but just for the people, what, where do collab albums rank amongst like an artist's discography? Like, are we going to say that this collab project is better than one of Drake's like solo projects? Or this is like only can be only can be compared to like what it's time to be alive. Like where does like a collab project and the artist discography rank a rank amongst like the other solo projects in their in their discography? Like can we say that this collab project is better than a solo project, or that is not fair because it's not a hundred percent that artist's you know body of work? Uh, in in my opinion, I feel like you can compare. Uh, because let's just be real, some artists best projects are their collab projects. Like, I mean, that's just what it is. So technically you technically you can say like for some people, like, yeah, that's your best body of work. Like, regardless if it's collab project or not, that's your best body of work. So uh yeah, I kinda say that we you can compare them in terms of Drake. I don't even if you compare it to any of his pro- solo projects, I don't think nobody's gonna pick her loss really, really. Unless you talking about like Darlene demo tapes or something, but like I don't know. I I feel like you can compare them, but yeah, it get a little it get a little tricky. What you think, Eric? I think you can definitely compare them, and I feel like there's an argument that her loss could be better than one of those projects, but it just comes down to like which one you're comparing, and overall, like how you feel about it, like what's your bias at the end of the day. And I feel like this album's in a unique position because of the um the structure of it. It's consistently mostly Drake. With features of Twenty One Savage, hence a little Yachty, and then a extremely long verse from Travis Scott. But I mean, overall, it does feel like a Drake work, and so I would have no problem comparing it um, amongst his other works or even um, his uh, compilation albums that he's done in the past. I don't feel like there's a problem comparing it at all, honestly. Okay, I feel the same way. I agree with all of that. I think that if this, if there's, if it has them on it, we can compare it like amongst them because at the end of the day, it's still like them. Like we can't say that. Oh well, that is a collab project. It don't count. Like it's still like a part of them in it, so we still need to like judge it. Like you know, like it's their work because it is their work. Technically, like it wouldn't be under their discography it wasn't their work. <laughs> like there's no like section on Spotify that says Drake and Twenty One Savage and their project. Like if you look on both their discographies, it's literally her loss on both of them. So <laughs> just Definitely. can't rip it apart because we want to rip it apart. <laughs> yeah, if I had to give a rating for it. 
Um, I'd probably say like uh, I'd give a nine and a half out of ten, just because like it's not any like real bad like songs that I don't like off of it. The only thing that I probably say I don't like about it is probably a handful of songs. Um, I don't like Treacherous Twins. Like I don't think that song was. I don't, I, I don't like it. Like it's not. I'm not saying it's a bad song, but Treacherous Twins is, is not one of my favorite songs. Off of. Treacherous little twins, you my twin. That's it. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> Q, what's a, what's another one you don't like? Um, I could guess. I, I could guess another one. one. Bro, please tell me. What do you think it is? What do you think it is? Broke boys. I like broke boys. I like broke okay, boys. Okay, 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 okay. I can just see you not liking that. I'm one. about to say I don't. I don't think I like more M's though. Like I don't. I don't really, that's not one of the songs I go back to listen to. But, yeah, it was a little. Yeah, I right. give it nine and a half out of ten. Yeah, I don't like. Yeah, that that probably be, like do two songs I don't like cover, but out out of like my whole rating, out of all the songs, like you know, I feel like the songs. These songs are gonna have like longevity. I can still be. I can hear these songs like getting played like in almost any setting. Um, I still still see people on Twitter like talking about it or whatnot. So. I say nine and a half out of ten, just for like the, um, just for like the chemistry aspect of it, because I feel like you can have like collab albums where like the artists like don't really mess together, they don't have chemistry, but we know that Twenty One and Drake have chemistry, like they made work, the body of work before. So, with that being said, like it's almost like you know, I can't say I'm surprised, like you know how I said in the beginning of it, I can't say I'm surprised by it because they you know have history and have chemistry with each other, but it's definitely a solid project, nine and a half out of ten now. The question is going to come, like, is it better than what it's time to be alive? But we don't, we don't got to answer that right now. Yeah, that question is definitely going to come. And, uh, yeah, Eric, you definitely made it seem like, yeah, it's closer than it, it appears. I'll give you that. But uh, my rating for this project, I really don't have no – I don't. there's nothing I don't like about the project. Like, the project is good. But – and not trying to compare it to what a time to be alive, but what a time to be alive had 11 songs. And I feel like What a Time to Be Alive was, even though it was only made in a week, I feel like it's more complete than this project. I feel like this project has a lot of really good songs. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, everybody did what it was supposed to do, got good bars, but I don't feel like this project had to be 16 tracks. How many tracks was it, 16? Yeah. I feel like it didn't have to, I feel like it didn't have to be that long. I feel like this album was 12 songs. It would have been solid. But, I'm I'm not mad at it 16 because there's no songs on the project that I'm like I could have went without completely. Like all the songs on the project are good songs, so it's not even like there's a song that I like barely barely like. Like all the songs are, are listenable if you ask me. So that's why I, I'll probably say nine out of ten. I wish 21 was on more songs too. It's 16 tracks. Like come on now, 21 should have been on more songs. Like why we only got Drake on some song by itself? Like that's fine because 21 was on. One song by itself. I think 3 a.m. on Glenwood, right? In my, uh, or in another one, probably. But, uh, yeah, those are my only two things because I mentioned that earlier. So, nine out of 10. I was curious, um, you know, with 21 being in that kind of limited role, do you feel like that's kind of his formula? I mean, if you look at it, he hasn't really dropped a project since 2018, if I'm not mistaken. I am greater than I was. And ever since then, he's been on this killer feature run. He's done the collab albums and things of that nature. But do you feel like this, is his lane like he just drops off stellar verses in the same way that Andre 3000 was doing years ago? Rick Ross, like 21 Savage is now that person. 
Yeah, well, we we have to remember. Well, he dropped Savage Mode too. Also, uh, when 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 was that? That was a year ago, two years ago, something like that. That was twenty twenty. But twenty twenty, yeah, last year. But um, yeah, we got to remember, bro. Twenty one doesn't drop a lot of music. Like he's not one of those artists that like. And I think he was talking about this in the academics uh, interview. The interview he did with academics. Uh, like he doesn't saturate the the sound waves like that. Really, really. You know what I'm saying? When twenty one dropped, he dropped. Like kind of like what you were saying, but he stays relevant because he's always doing features. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, I just don't feel like he's that type of guy that just likes to drop a lot of music. Like, I just feel like that's the type of person he is. So, maybe you're right. Maybe on some of the projects, like he kind of was just like, I'm only going getting on these records right here, and then Drake, you can throw in some other ones or whatever. But you know what I'm saying? That's probably what the case was. I'm pretty sure it wasn't no nothing like Drake was like, I'm just gonna throw this one on there, and you know what I'm saying? So. You that's a, that's definitely a good point because Twenty One doesn't like to drop a lot of music. He don't really be out like that to be real. Like you know what I'm saying? So I feel that. I think it's also important to say that Twenty One is like independent, so he don't got like no label like pushing him to make music. Like you know how labels like say like we okay, drop this amount of music and this year like drop this amount of projects and this year like Twenty One is like 100 percent independent. So he's pretty much doing whatever he wants to do. Like that's just what it is. So we talk about like, you know, him oversaturating like the industry. Like, I really appreciate that because I was talking um, about like how, you know, like these like labels and whatnot, like how like there's so much like music getting pushed out. Like you even bring up NBA Youngboy, like he like drops so much music that you don't get a chance to miss him. Like every every season, like we're getting a Youngboy album, we're getting like a Youngboy project. So I feel like with that, um being that he is kind of like, you know, come in, leave what he want to. I feel like that adds like a little bit more to like his, um, it's like his like artistry. Cause like, you know, we're not going to get like anything that 21 don't want to put out. Like anything he do, you know, it's 100%, you know, like it's something, it's something that he actually like wanted to put out. But I think as far as like, uh, it's funny that you mentioned, uh, relevant relevancy, Eric, because I think 21 been under some heat lately because I think he said like Nas isn't relevant. So like, how y'all feel about 21 saying that? Or claiming that Nas is irrelevant. I feel like it's I, I could see both sides of that coin. Nas is definitely relevant. I mean, we can't forget when Nas said hip hop is dead, and you know, hip hop kind of woke up for a second. <laughs> but I think Twenty One is looking at it in the context of modern rap. You know, I feel like if the younger generation might not know Nas, they might not know Jay Z, Biggie, and the the way that the East Coast hip hop kind of paved the way for what hip hop is now. And I can't fault him for saying that. However, people have to do their homework and their research and pay homage to where homage is due. And I feel like that was probably the only only disagreement I have with that statement. Like, Nas is relevant if you know your history. Yeah, I honestly felt that he really just meant, like, in terms of the, the kids today. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we know people our age that are not listening to Nas. You know what I'm saying? So if we're talking about people that are 23, 22, 21... You know what I'm saying? 20, 19, 18. These kids are not listening to Nas. So I, I think that's what he meant, like, in terms of, like, the young generation, the kids that are, like, really, not to go back to streams, but streaming all these songs, like, in terms of, like, he's not as relevant in today's, like, hip-hop scene. But, of course, he's one of the OGs. Like, of course, we're going to pay homage, of course. People, most kids today, they know Nas' name, but don't even know a Nas song. So you know the influence is there. You know what I'm saying? You know who the name Nas. They might not even they can't even name two tracks. They can't even name two songs. You know what I'm saying? So of course 
it's still there. But I just feel like that's what he meant. I feel like everybody kind of took it and ran with it low-key. Yeah. That's what I think he was saying, too. Like, when you look at, like, hip-hop as, like, a whole, like, he's just irrelevant. But I think Eric used the word modern hip-hop. Like, he's not relevant in modern hip-hop. But that doesn't take away from what he's done to get modern hip-hop to where it's at. So I think, um... I think somebody said something on Twitter. It was like, I can't believe like Nas um dropping another album like King Disease Three, and someone tweeted and quoted and said like, you talking about Lil Nas X? So that just lets you know the disconnect between the young generation and the old generation. Like when people think of Nas, they think about Lil Nas X. They're not thinking about the actual Nas. Niggas getting disrespectful at this point, bro. <laughs> but I mean, that's the truth though. You know what I mean? Like I can't tell a kid like, how come you don't know Nas? Like. I mean, Lil Nas X is, you know, what they grew up on. So, <laughs> I mean, it only makes sense for them to really only know Lil Nas X. Like, and Nas right. doesn't have, like, a big social media presence. Like, we don't hear about Nas until he, like, really drops an album. He's not, like, dropping singles and all like that throughout the year, too. So, we got King Disease 1, 2, 3. Like, I don't think we got any other, like, Nas, like, songs, like, heard of Nas at all, like, outside yeah. of that. So, we can't be upset that people don't know Nas when the only time we hear about Nas is when he drops an album. And if you don't listen to Nas already, like, I know some people say, like you said, like they know Nas, but haven't like never listened to like a Nas album. Like people that never listen to Illmatic, like that's probably like one of the best like debut projects like in hip hop history. But talk like, about it. You don't know Illmatic. Sound like we need to do a broken record on it. Hey, I got it. I got it on the way, good brother. I think we talked a lot about this album. Talked a lot about these artists. We talked a lot about the music industry as a whole, the culture as a whole. Um. It was a long time coming. Uh, I think it was right the time to do it. Eric, I appreciate your passion because you can tell you're very, very passionate about this. I appreciate you putting in your input, your, you know, very wise knowledge about this because Eric, for the ones that don't know, Eric does research. Sean does research too. Like, I'm not taking away from everything, but as far as like when it comes to Drake, Eric is like on the forefront of us like doing <laughs> stuff like that has to do with Drake. And, like, you know, <laughs> So, <laughs> so hey man, I, I, I enjoy it. It's my time to shine. I want to shine. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you if you look at our broken record, I'm pretty sure Drake is leading the broken record. <laughs> Definitely, I make it my mission. My mission. <laughs> but it's Marquise Q signing out. See y'all on the next one. Uh, stay in tune for what we about uh, coming up in the future. Peace. Yeah, man, y'all boys holding the road. Y'all be easy. It's ready to shine. And it's your boy, Easy E-R-I-P to the OG. Make sure you guys are like, subscribing, and uh, comment down below. We'd love to hear your thoughts on uh, this project and tell us what are some of your favorite songs. Let us know below, and we're going to catch you on the next one. Peace.